0: Holly G with the Golf Insiders, Tiger, 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 Tiger. Yes, he's teeing it up. He's teeing it up later today at Riviera Country Club in, wow, Chile, LA, California. California, what? Did you see Tiger dressed yesterday? Looked like a snowman. Anyway, we're going to go straight to Bob Herrig out at uh, Riviera and get uh, his thoughts on the day and how Tiger Swing is looking. Good morning, Bob.
1: Hey, good morning. How are you?
0: Well, we last saw Tiger in the Bahamas, Bob, you and I, together at the Hero Championship when he had to withdraw with plantar fasciitis. You were at the uh, Pro-Am early yesterday morning. How was Tiger Swing looking?
1: Look, the game and the swing look great. All that part of his fine. I mean... You know, he can he can still launch it out there and hit some great iron shots. And, um, you know, it's kind of hard to tell how sharp his short game is. But he's clearly been practicing. He's been he's been working at it. You can tell by the way he's hitting the ball. Uh, but, of course, the big question is, is getting to the ball. And, you know, as that Pro-Am round wore on, it got a little bit worse. And I think that's what we're going to be seeing all the time now, you know, or at least at least until this gets better and better, he claims it's a lot better than he was in the summer. Um, but you could tell as the round wore on, and it, you know, it might have had just to do with the cold. Um, it is not a day that you would have been outside, spending hours on end, just being outside. It was, it was cold. It was windy. It was uncomfortable it, to play golf in that. It was almost, you know, nobody would do it if they didn't have to.
0: Yeah, you said it was 39 degrees when they when when started? Up, when he
1: teed off, yeah. And, I mean, probably for three hours, I doubt it got up to 50, you know. And so then, you know, maybe, so, maybe for the last six, eight holes it was in the 50s. And even that's not really warm. You know, I mean, it was it, the sun was out, which was the only saving grace. If you were in the shade and it was windy, I mean, it was like a strong wind. Um, yeah, it was uncomfortable. So I, I, that couldn't have helped. Um, today, you know, Thursday, he tees off at noon local time. The temperature should be a lot better. If anything, it'll cool down at towards the end. Um, and you'd like to think that, uh, that, that he's got a fighting chance to have had you know, basically 24 hours of recovery um, before before the first round. And uh, so, okay, we'll see. Uh, can, he, can he piece it together? Because, look, the game part, the, the, the swing and that part looks really good. Um, and uh, so that gives you some hope.
0: Yeah, I was watching some side-by-side uh, views they were showing on Golf Channel, the Tiger Swing, and it's just remarkable from – you know, 25 years ago, how uh, similar the swings look uh, today, given all that he's been through. Speaking of that, to just give people an idea of what, you know, Tiger has to do to prepare, uh, I was listening to a report yesterday where he literally got up at 3 a.m., got to the course at 5 a.m., so that's two hours of whatever he does, stretching, you know, uh, getting his body warmed up. Then he went for a 45-minute workout, Bob, and was on the tee at 630.
1: And you know what? That's kind of par for the course. Sorry to use the bad cliche. Um, Tiger has to get going early to get ready. And, you know, we forget. There's the back. You know, that that is not just gone away.
0: And the ankle.
1: And the five five back surgeries. I'm sure he gets work on that um, to get loose. Um, the ankle, the foot, you know, whatever goes on there. Um, it's my understanding he did an ice bath after at some point yesterday. That had to be horrific after being outside in the cold all day. Ouch. Um You know, so, um, listen, a lot goes into him getting ready, and I think it's one of the reasons why you won't see him that much because, um, you know, look, after this week he'll be sore no matter how many rounds he plays. He needs to recover needs to stay off of it needs to you know do the rehab or do do whatever and then you then you ramp it up again and then you think about the, the actual event days going through all that it's uh, it's not easy you know so um uh and then of course you're trying to beat guys who don't have issues walking and have been playing golf you know for weeks on end so uh you know it's it's quite the challenge and. You know, I, I think one day we'll look back on what he did last year. Just, you know, uh, Max Holman talked about it yesterday. You know, he made the cut at two majors. Incredible. You know, he, was saying, he was talking about him beating him at the Masters. And he was like, like, you know, how did he beat me? And he was doing it with, you know, you know, with reverence, you know. Right. And so it's um, it's a crazy, crazy situation. But, you know, Tiger is unique in that. He's got this incredible will, and, uh, you know, we see it on display when he tries to get back for these events.
0: Yeah, and we also, in the press conference, saw him in pure tiger mode saying, if I enter an event, it's always to get a W. You know, he still firmly believes that, Bob. He said something, you know, speaking of making the cut, that's like not in his DNA, and he's not ready to be an ambassador
1: yet. So he does yeah, exactly, and listen, I he gets criticized for saying that. Um, you know, I, I mean, I think sometimes he might be better off to lower expectations a little bit. One thing he did last year was he did acknowledge that after the fact. You know, he acknowledged that he was proud of himself for making it through four rounds at the Masters, for doing what he was able to do. But I think you know the reason he's Tiger is because of the mindset. I'm not going to accept um, that I can't beat these guys. Right. You know, it's it's the reason he's been what he's been for all these years. And I think we just have to give him that and acknowledge it. You know, from our standpoint, is it realistic to think that he can win? You know, even if he was 100% healthy, I don't think that's realistic. When you when you when you haven't competed. For seven months, and look, I know he played with this, and he was competitive out there, but he didn't hit every shot. No, you know, it was a scramble. It was a flat golf course. Um, you know, even in the match, only they only played what nine or ten holes. Right. Um, you know, he's just he's he's not done this since St Andrews, and uh, uh, you know, even Tiger has to chip away some competitive rust. So you know he. The, the nice thing is he's, get a, he's got an easy par five right off the bat uh, at Riviera. You know, um, it would be it would be helpful for him to to, to make a birdie there and, and and get him get himself just a little bit of confidence right away and take advantage of of, of a day where the weather is is not going to be as much of a hindrance to him. And and then I think on Friday morning, which I think is a 7:25 tee time. Um, then you're just trying to hold on (laughs) Right. see if you can hang in there.
0: Well, uh, he's going to need some confidence, mainly because, and this is such an anomaly, Bob, given that Tiger grew up in Southern California, he has zero wins at Riviera. That's just uh, almost mind-boggling.
1: Yeah, you know, Tiger himself says it's, you know, it's a mystery. Um He has had high finishes here, um, and he's, you know, like, uh, I think um, he lost in a playoff to Billy Mayfair when this event was not played at Riviera one year, 1998, way back then. Uh, It's the only time he's lost a playoff on the PGA Tour. Um, And then the next year when it came back here, he finished second. But after 2006, he didn't play again here until he became the tournament host. I think the greens frustrate him, even though he grow, grew up on this type of surface.
0: Yeah, the Poana. Even though he wanted
1: Torrey Pines and a pebble. Yep. For whatever reason, here, it just has always flummoxed him. And that's another reason why I think today and this tournament will be difficult for him. You know, he's just not been able to put on the work on Poana greens. Right. And, uh, you know, he's been playing at home in Florida on Bermuda. and um, And so, you know. Um, he's got, uh, he's got that to, uh, uh, to, to, to deal with. And, um, uh, so, so, um, uh, but like you said, he never won. In fact, it's the, it's the venue he's played the most actually by far.
0: Right. Because he played it, he played it as an amateur too.
1: Right. I mean, even if you throw that out, even if he played it twice as an amateur, even if you throw that out. Played a, he's played Riviera eleven times, thirteen times at those two amateur starts, and no wins. You know, and typically Tiger, you know, if he didn't like a venue, he stopped going. The reason he stopped going wasn't because he didn't like Riviera. It was because, you know, back back in that in that time frame, he was, uh, you know, he was starting to think about the Masters, right? And he wanted he wanted to get to smooth greens. And if you think about it, back then. He would really only play like uh, Torrey Pines. Um, he'd play the match play, which was in California for a while, and then it was in Arizona, and that was it. You know, he might take a trip to Dubai, and then he'd, he'd get cranking in Florida. He didn't he didn't want to ma- – he wanted to get off POA Right. And get to smoother greens as fast as possible.
0: Yeah, makes sense. Uh, so – a bunch of loaded press conferences the last couple of days, Bob, talking about, uh, you know, the new PGA Tour uh, versus Live Golf. Improve the product. Improve the product, the players have been saying, Rory and Tiger, and I think Rory even laughed at the number of times he said it in his presser. Uh, what right. were your takeaways from some of the comments?
1: listen, they're saying the right stuff. I get it. Um, I think that's all good. You know, they've they've recognized, I think, that um, the the tour maybe got a little stale. Um, it, it became a bit mundane. We couldn't be assured of having all these guys together enough. And Rory, I actually asked him a question, and he referenced, look, we, we had the World Golf Championships. There was four of those, and you had a couple of playoff events, and you know, so he said it's it's just sort of being, you know, recalculated. But I don't think we have the emphasis on it like we do now. No, there's this emphasis on these 12 events where everybody's going to be at. And then you throw in the four majors and the players, and that's 17 tournaments where, you know, the top guys are all going to be there. And that's half the tournaments. Uh, you know, there's 34 from January through the Tour Championship. Right. And then, and then you throw in that they're expected to play three others, and if that gets spread around, you know, to where you've got some big names at 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 these other events, now you're looking at maybe another six or eight events who have really really good fields, and so now you're up to kind of maybe 25 or 28 events out of 34 where we can look up and know that you're going to have these guys. I mean, uh, the, the great line that Rory used back in August not, won't apply now, but he said, you know, when you go to a Tampa Bay Bucks game, you know you're going to see Tom Brady. And it's a great example. It's a great point. Like yep. you, you, For the most part, if you go to a Lakers game, you know you're going to see LeBron. Um, when you go to a PGA Tour event, You don't, you know, until the Friday before, you don't necessarily know who's going to be there, and that's a problem, you know. And now they've, it's never going to be perfect unless they unless they pair it down to twenty five events, which they'll never do. So you know, but it's it's a lot closer in that direction. Now the big question is, are they going to go to having thirty six, you know, no cuts in some of these tournaments? Um, I've written about this. I wrote about it this week. And, you know, the big rumbling now is that some of these events are going to sh- they're going to shorten the field and not have a cut. And I think that's a mistake. You know, we've already got and, and look, it plays right into Live Golf's hands. Yeah, same thing. These guys are criticizing Live for they're going to then turn around and do out here, and you, you can see why they want to do it. They every, that way you're assured of being paid. You know, if you if if they just took. The invitationals, this the Arnold Palmer Memorial, and made them seventy-eight player no cut events with twenty million dollar purses. You know, that's you know, that's probably fifty seventy-five thousand um, dollars that's going to the la- to, to the last place guy, right? You know, and I can see why they would want that. Okay, fine, but then don't criticize the other guys for it. Sure. You know, it's the exact reason why that sort of thing happened, because there wasn't enough of it in their minds. Um, I would argue that having five of them already, we've got, the, we've got the Tournament of Champions, you got the match play, which I'm guessing is going to have some sort of a change next year, um, and then the three playoff events. And your reward for making it to the playoffs is no-cut events. You get paid every week, plus you have a chance to play for a lot of money. Um, I think that's good enough. I don't, you know, you know, okay, maybe add one more wherever you think it should be. But I mean, you know, those of us who've been to the Arnold Palmer many, many times, do we really want that to be a limited field event? Uh, you know, I think part of the charm of it is is having a hundred, having a full field on Thursday and Friday.
0: Absolutely. You know,
1: you know, and so I think that's a. That's something they need to really think hard about because – and then, you know, like, are they, they going to do it at the ones that they rotate? I mean, would we, would we have wanted Phoenix last week to be a 78-player tournament with no cut? Um, I, I think it, it, it's less players to showcase. So they've got some big decisions ahead for next year. Um, I, I, don't, I, I don't pretend to say it's easy. Um, and, um, but I hope they think that part of it through. Because I'm not sure that that's, that's the avenue they want to go down.
0: Yeah, and feeds more into the scenario of, you know, a secondary tour, if you will, in terms of, you know, giving more guys a chance to rise, which is, you know, important. And as we talk every week, how tough the competition is and how players know what it, you know, how tough it is to get in that position on someday because of the depth of fields.
1: You know, um, one of the things we've talked about is this idea of two tours or a has and have nots, and that was one of the big concerns with the designated events. Um, But that really is not the case right now. Uh, You know, who who was it who was just in contention in Phoenix? Uh, Was it Nick Taylor? Yes. Um, Nick Taylor might not have been in a limited field event. He was in last week. is 136-player field. So even though it's an elevated or designated event, a lot of guys got in it. it still, prov- This system still provides a lot of opportunity the way it is. If you start narrowing that down, now it really becomes about the halves because it's going to be self-fulfilling. They're going to automatically get points, and they're going to get money, and some guys won't have a chance at that and i just think that makes the task a lot more a lot more difficult the way it is now you have every chance to get to the tour championship even if you're not a pip guy because you have um you're shot at still the big events and as well as the ones where the big guys aren't playing and the points aren't that different so that's again why i really think they need to think that through i understand what Rory said we want to showcase the stars. Makes perfect sense. I think there's a way to do that. You know, they're doing it at the playoffs. They do it at the century. Um, the match plays and event. Maybe have one more tournament. I would give them one more where it's a limited field and no cut. You know, so then you'd have six in your schedule. That's a hell of a reward to get in those where you know you're getting paid six times. And... Uh, Uh, you know, and, and let's be honest, even if you don't make it to the tour championship, you're still getting a lot of FedEx money, even if you don't get there, the bonus money. So, uh, it's, it's, it's going to be interesting to see how they, how they address that because, because it can be viewed as a negative if they go negative, if they go too far down that road.
0: So, uh, we had a shift in the world ranking last week, the waste management event, uh, Just what a crazy weekend between the Super Bowl and the finish of, of, you know, one of the most popular (laughs) events on tour. More like watching golf in a football stadium, Bob. But Scotty Scheffler back on top. Are we going to sort of see the the number one spot go back and forth here?
1: Certainly possible. Um, You know, I think that's really possible. I mean – rom has a chance uh roy could get back there again you know rom hasn't let up at all um it's a great win for scheffler you know um he did all of his winning early last year it's kind of hard to believe he had won since the masters you know and i think he i think that might have bugged him a little bit um you know he had some chances uh after that he, he lost a playoff at colonial to, to sam burns he was in the mix at the U.S. Open. Obviously, he had a great chance at the Tour Championship, and Rory, Rory caught him. Um, I think it bugged him. He didn't add another win. I think it's. I think it's cool that um, that uh, he did it again. It's. 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 You know, not that he needed validation, but it's validation. You know, good for him. And uh, five Tour wins now. It's got to be a little bit of a relief to get another one. And and I think that that frees him up and obviously you know he's played a lot of good golf yeah
0: that's got to feel good with the map. in the cool factor department we got all thing kinds of things that are popping now in golf between this tgl uh team golf league that i guess it's not going to launch till next year right but um you know that's that's a high tech what monday night uh shootout type of thing, and then uh, we've got the release of Full Swing, the Netflix docuseries that uh, came out yesterday. Uh, You know, there's a lot going on.
1: There's room for different formats, which is why, you know, all the angst over Live, I think, has been somewhat misplaced in some ways. I get the funding source and, you know, the turning your back on the PGA Tour arguments and all that. But the idea of having an event that's 54 holes or, you know, doing something a little bit different, I think is appealing. I mean, we we just have the same thing every week. You know, match play isn't the best way to decide a tournament winner, but we still do it.
0: And it's you know, fun. And,
1: yeah, exactly. And so, you know, and it, I, I think they should have a match play event with a big stroke play component. You know, I mean, there are other ways that, that that they can engage us.
0: Love this new in-round walks and talks, Bob, that they've been doing uh, on Saturday. Talk about, you know, getting inside these guys' head as they're in competition. I mean, I'd love to see more of that.
1: Yeah, it looks like they're going to try to do it every week. You know, not everybody's on board with it. I get that. Um, but, uh, you know, I think they've had – they've pretty much had three home runs with it. Yes. You know, I think it was Max, Homa, and...
0: Tom Heath Kim. Angel.
1: Yeah. And even Tom Kim talked about, it. hey, you know, he said it, what it did was is it, it it, it, kind of, like, took me out of that area where I was on edge, you know, and just, in and, and any way, he, he, he seemed to suggest it maybe helped him a little bit, you know, and so if a guy can have that mindset, that's good. Um some guys aren't just just aren't gonna be into it, you know, they're not gonna wanna do that. I Yeah, it's get not
0: it. It. it's not their personality. I mean, you know, right. the likes of Victor Hovland and probably um you know Cam Young. They're they're more private type guys.
1: Right. Exactly.
0: Well we've got a big big group. teeing off at three, Tiger, JT and Rory we will be playing for rounds 1 and 2. This is going to be some big fun, Bob, and as you said, an absolutely loaded field which let's face it, that's why we always turn into the to the majors, right? And uh, you know, the players is always touted they have the toughest field of any of the events. So, I think this is all really great for golf fans and and for golf. Absolutely. All right, it's time to throw your dart is the weather going to warm up first of all, Bob? Who who are you picking?
1: You know, the weather is not going to warm up a lot. Um you know, the highs are only going to be 60, 61, 62, 59. You know, the mornings are going to be chilly, so I think that's an issue. I just don't think it'll be as windy. And so it's not going to feel quite as 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 uh, brutal as it did during the pro am. Um I kind of like Tony Fee now. Um, you know, uh, mm. he lost the playoff here a couple of years ago. Um, you know, a lot of obviously a lot of big names. I mean, it'd be easy to pick Rahm or Rory or one of those guys. I I wouldn't be surprised if they were in the mix. Max Holma, obviously another one who's been playing well and has won here.
0: Love my but, Max.
1: Uh, yeah, but I uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with with Big Tony.
0: I like that pick. I'm going to go with Max because uh, I think there's just – he he just funnels some kind of karma around around Tiger. He just, yep. you know, he loves that guy. Uh, who doesn't? And, uh, oh, by the way, how about my pick with Justin Rose at Pebble Beach?
1: Yep, that was excellent. I mean, you know, he, he kind of came out of nowhere a little bit. So it was a great win for him and, you know, tributes of his perseverance because – he had sort of fallen off a cliff there for a while. Yeah, and he's
0: 42. I didn't realize yeah. that. So yeah. that's what we talk about week to week, right, Bob? How, how deep and how talented the guys are on the PG tour, and it just keeps getting better and better, uh, especially for golf fans. As always, we appreciate your time. Bob Herrick from SI.com, coming live. From Riviera and Chile, California.
1: <laughs>
0: go go have a couple of cups of cocoa there, Bob.
1: <laughs> Sounds good, thank you.